Hey, Brett, how are you, man? Good. I got a clean bill of health, and I'm sorry that it took so long to make this happen. Well, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you were going to touch on that. I, I was hoping everything was okay. Oh yeah, everything's fine. I just have to go see my doctor. I, I mean, here's the thing. I'm. Um, I'll just say this. I'm a. I'm a cheap Ukrainian. That's uh, you know my heritage and who I am. So I don't get checkups in America because you got to pay for them. So why not? get them done when you come back home to Canada. So I did. I got to see my family doctor. He got to, you know, squeeze me in. And then he squeezed a couple other things and tells me I'm healthy. So that's okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it. And I'm glad you're helping promote uh, men's health without And You know what? You bring up something I never really thought about. There are situations that Canadians will find themselves in down living in Nashville that they wouldn't normally expect, like having to pay for the doctor. Yeah, and you know what? There are so many things throughout my year living in Nashville that my wife and I look to each other, and we're so thankful that we grew up in Canada. You know what? Little things from dentists or checkups, we always need to be very conscious about whether or not we do them. And you know what? It would be different if maybe it was 50 bucks, maybe a couple hundred bucks we'd splurge. But almost every time we think about doing something medical, it's in the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars which is why we think to ourselves how lucky we are that we grew up in Canada, where, sure, you might have to wait a while to get it, but it's an amazing country with amazing health care. I never thought of this issue before. There are so many amazing reasons to live in Nashville if you're a country music star, especially from Canada, uh, but then there are drawbacks. I never really actually put that together. And sure enough, you can get health insurance and stuff like that. And It's so interesting how you know you really have to think about being an adult and doing all these domestic things where, you know, sometimes you just want to focus on, on writing country songs, but you got to think about this stuff, and you can get health insurance and everything, but it still kind of sucks. You're paying a few grand a month to wind up still having to pay 50% of what you would have to pay. Like, I'm talking, it's thousands. Cecilia and I, I mean, by no sense do we feel we're, we're done, you know, with, with having children. We'd certainly love to have it. I mean, I'll have as many kids as she'll let me have with her. And we're thinking, oh, well, maybe we'll have a baby in Nashville. But all of our friends were like, it's like 50 grand. Wow. When it's all said and done. So uh, we're thinking, hmm, or if we've got 50 grand, why don't we just put that in a college fund for our kids? Yeah, no doubt. That's big decisions to make right there. It is. For under 50 grand, we could fly in a private jet back to Canada to have free health care with our family doctor. Yeah, no doubt. Well, that's, that's a choice I would make every day and uh, Sunday, that's for sure. And I'd have enough money left over to take my buddies to Vegas to celebrate <laughs> a new baby. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I'm so happy you took the time to speak with us today because you've got a lot going on. But at the same time, I feel that Mr. Brett Kissel, who's constantly on the road, has got a bit of a lull and a little bit of a break right now. I am on a bit of a break from touring and break from the stage. But you know what? We are always keeping ourselves busy. It's, uh, you know, when the tide is out, and this is the opportunity to kind of clean up the beach. So what we do in our organization is we plan for when we're going to get busy again. And our We Were That Song Tour, part two, uh, we're going crazy with it. We'll do 60 concerts again and go across Canada again. So for us, this break that we've got in the schedule is actually much needed so that we can prepare, get all of our gear working again, practice, rehearse, and also spend some much needed time with our family and our 
our relatives uh, back home on the farm. Absolutely. I'm looking at the tour schedule right now. You're kicking off, what, uh, right after the CCMAs, September 15th in Edmonton. You go to Ontario, across the prairies. You're going out east a little bit, and then you're back in Kelowna for November. That is an ambitious trip. Yeah, and you know what? We've added more dates uh, up in the Arctic as well. So I've never been up to uh, Northwest Territories or to Nunavut. So we're going to play in Callaway. We're going to play Anuvik. We're going to play Yellowknife, Dawson City, Whitehorse. And we're going, quite frankly, where I don't think many artists have gone before on a tour of this size. So I'm really proud of my agency. I'm really proud of my band. And I'm really excited for the fans of country music really across Canada from the north, south, east, and west who are saying, yep, we're excited to have Brett Kissel in our town. I love it. It's being billed as the biggest tour in Canadian history. And going up north has got to be pretty special because from what I know of you, you take part in local customs, local eateries while you're in the city that you're visiting. And up north, I just feel there's going to be some unique opportunities opportunities and experiences. Yeah, and you know what? Everybody that has ever been up to the north has told me, get ready because it'll be an, an adventure like no other. I think it's really exciting as Canadians to go up and see the North because it's kind of the last frontier. It's the last uh, kind of untouched area, uh, possibly even on planet Earth. You know, so to go up there to the wilderness, to the Arctic, to the snow and everything like that is going to be very, very special. That sounds so amazing. And, and it's just one thing that we've got to talk about here because I want to ask you, about uh, a specific show on this tour. We get to see you in yep. three weeks' time, Country 104 night, at Luck Knows Music in the Fields, and it's one of the few shows you've got this summer. So, needless to say, excitement is very, very high on the fans' end. How is it on your end? Well, you know what? It's always this friendly competition between the fans and between myself about who can give more energy, me on the stage or them as a crowd. So for me, I'm telling you right now that we've got this pent-up energy that we'll have felt pretty much all of August that we're going to release on, obviously, the crowd out in Lucknow. I mean, you know, I think better than anybody, my love for that part of Ontario, playing in London as many times as I have, and now getting an opportunity to return to Music in the Field for their 10th anniversary is very special. Two Bretts are headlining. I'm headlining my night. Brett Eldridge is headlining his night. Like, I don't know, this is a recipe for success, and this is a recipe for the most fun of all summer. Bretts are bringing the power and the music to uh, Lucknow's music in the fields, that's for sure. And you know what's kind of special about Country 104 Night with you headlining is the person opening for you, which is Megan Patrick. You guys shared a great moment last year for Megan's birthday when you were on stage together with that. It was, it was a birthday cake, wasn't it? Yes. Everybody on the Warner family, we write... Uh, absolutely obnoxious cakes for each other. <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to say what was written on it. I just wanted to bring up the cake. Did you? But you heard about it, right? You I sure did, yeah. Party, I, right? I sure did, yeah. When I turned 27, I had my champagne birthday, 27 on the 27th. Uh, Washboard were playing a show with me in uh, in Edmonton, and they wrote, go f*** yourself, Brett Kissel. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. And that was on stage. So um, we got ourselves, we tried to find an embarrassing picture of Megan, and we delivered it to her at the Junos 
You're going to have to ask Megan what we wrote on it because I don't want to say. <laughs> this is a great follow-up interview for Lucknose right there. I love it. I love it. So you've got the pent-up energy, and I know you're going to be bringing the new music because the uh, the latest record, We Were That Song, did very well, and you're heavily promoting uh, this great song that I'm really digging right now, Guitars and Gasoline. So we're clearly going to hear a lot of the new stuff this time around. Yeah, and I appreciate you saying that you love Guitars and Gasoline. It's a track that we absolutely adore. It was the first track that we recorded for the We Were That Song album because we knew that it was going to be a big moment in our live show. So for us, um, I don't think we're going to waste too much time before our fans start to hear uh, you know, new music and obviously some of our hits that we've had over the uh, past couple of years. It's just going to be a very special set list, a lot of great surprises, and all in all, it'll be the biggest night of the summer for us. I talk to artists a lot about constructing set lists. You know, sometimes you've got more time if you're opening, or sorry, if you're headlining, sometimes you've got less if you're opening. And I find just the construction of a set list very interesting. So that's why I picked up immediately when you said it was the first song you recorded for the record and, and you knew it was going to be part of the stage show. That's, that's very interesting to me. How, how does one uh, earmark something like that so, so early? Well, for me and for my band, all we think about is how these songs are going to sound live. We're very concerned with how they're going to sound on radio and, you know, what people are going to think uh, in all in all with our entire package, our recording package. However, the most important thing for us is making sure that it fits in the live show. So when we are recording tracks, when I'm writing tracks, it has to fit. It has to fit. And if it doesn't, we're just not going to record it. It's as simple as that. So with all that being said, Guitars and Gasoline was identified early on as a very important song for us. So we're really excited that we have been able to even take it to a whole new level with how we perform our shows and even do things differently on stage than we even did um, you know, in the studio. So for us, when we're crafting our set list, it's a real joint effort with myself, my band, and everybody involved to make sure that everybody who comes to a live show gets exactly what they're hoping to get. Special moments, a lot of energy, excitement, party, everything. It's a very smart business plan because most of the money nowadays is on the tour. And with the culture nowadays and the way we consume music, it's very important to have singles, definitely singles, and maybe maybe more important than records themselves. But my question for that would be, do you find it restrictive sometimes with your writing when you, all you have to think about is, is it a single and will it do well on stage? I, I wonder if some of the good stuff gets buried because of that. Um, you know, for me, when we're talking about the singles and everything that we do, um, the biggest goal for us collectively as a band is to make sure that we all feel good with the songs that come out on the radio and the songs that come out on stage. Because it's very interesting talking with other artists that recorded songs that went out and became hits, but they actually disliked the track. So for me, we want to make sure that we always love what we do so that we can play it night in and night out. Yeah, you don't want to be stuck singing something for the rest of your life that you don't like, that's for sure. Exactly, and I can't name those songs or necessarily name the artists, but I remember having conversations with guys saying, yeah, you know what's crazy is that we recorded that, it went out, we didn't think it would be that successful, it ended up being a massive hit, it's one of the biggest songs in the set list, and I hate it. And I made a mental note talking with some of my heroes in the business that I simply won't do that. I remember reading a story about uh, Oasis. We can use them. They're a huge band and it's out in the public. Oasis, the, the singer, hated the song Wonderwall, for example. Well, there you go. That's one of the biggest songs of maybe of all time. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like it's a huge that. track. Yeah. Um, and he hated it. And he just hated yeah. it. So I find that very interesting that you're conscious of that. It's smart.
Yeah, no kidding. That That is definitely very, very interesting. So with all that being said, I can tell you that I love every song that I've recorded and I've put out. And my hope is that everybody that you know buys a ticket to come see us play, especially in Lucknow, will think, you know what, we love these tracks as much as Kissel loves playing them. Uh, we love these tracks as much as Kissel loves whiskey. I'll say that. You know what? That's that's a hell of a that, that could be a song title in itself. I, <laughs> love I love you as much as I love whiskey. <laughs> yes, and you know, and, and there's some people, especially in this day and age, might think that oh, you know, it's like promoting alcoholism and all that stuff. No, we don't even go there. I'm just I'm a country singer, and I love whiskey, and I love my wife, and I love country music. Those are my three favorites. So. So leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> you just described me besides, you know, I love my girlfriend, not your wife. It's, but other than that, it's the same description. <laughs> Brett, Brett, I, I want to say congratulations. Uh, we just found out that you're performing a couple weeks ago. Uh, the announcement was made for the CCMAs, where you, my good sir, are the reigning male artist of the year, reigning video winner of the year, and interactive artist of the year. How are you going to follow that up this September? Uh, I don't know. And no big plans, to be honest. I'm just going there to hang out, perform on the big show. Uh, I hope to, uh, to get a chance to hang out with Shania Twain a little bit. And other than that, it's just going to be a great night. For me, I'm so excited to be a part of the Canadian Country Music Awards that, um, you know, I, uh, nothing really matters to me other than just being up there with my friends and my family. Well, I wish you the best of luck uh, in the awards categories anyway. And uh, this is going to be big. What, what did I see? You're nominated this year for Fan Choice, Album of the Year, Male Artist of the Year. Uh, those are some pretty strong categories. And clearly, uh, those nominations reflect both the industry and the fans' desires. Absolutely. You know, I think it, it covers every single part of the music business that's important nowadays. From social media to your artistry to your songwriting to making videos. All of that stuff is extremely important, and I'm really, really thankful that uh, you know I've been able to get recognition from the association and from the fans that say, you know what, Brett, you're doing a pretty good job. So you're nominated for Fans' Choice this year, and I always find that one to be the one that artists indicate is the one that you want to be nominated for because it really shows uh, that you're doing something right. Am I right about that? Oh, 100%. I think all 10 of us that are in the category can all agree on the same thing that the excitement level that we felt when we get that nomination is very special because it's kind of that big coveted award of the show that is voted on only by the fans. Absolutely. And you know what I like this year? I like I, I know they've they've done it previous, but I like the expanded category because we're starting to see some women in the Fans' Choice Award category, and that that that's special to me. That's something that's really important. Like, to have Jess Moskaluk and Shania Twain in this category this year, it, it's good. It's good for country music in general. Well, absolutely. I mean, and the female um, contribution to Canadian country music uh, arguably has never been stronger than it has. You look at Megan uh, winning Female Artist of the Year last year and performing at Music in the Fields this year. You look at Jess, you look at Madeline Merlot, obviously Shania is the queen of everything amazing in country music. So the females are well represented, and I think us dudes are definitely looking uh, to our left and to our right and thinking, all right, you know what, the girls have come here to play, and I truly believe that they have a real opportunity to clean house at the Canadian Country Music Awards this year. So I used to give uh, Dean Brody the gears uh, because Dean, whenever he won a trophy, he would keep them in like a little apple box on the bottom of a shelf, and I gave him the gears for so long that now he displays them. What do you do with the awards that you win? Are they on display? Are they tucked away for personal kind of moments, or, or what, what do you do with them? 
you know, for me, the minute that uh, that I win them, and I've been very blessed that I have a few that I've given them to my wife Cecilia. Say, all right, babe, you're the decorator. You've got a beautiful house. Put them wherever you want. Smart man, very smart man. <laughs> I love it. Hey, thanks so much for taking the time today. Uh, we'll let you get back to your life. You literally just left the doctor's chair, and now you're talking to us. So we really appreciate it, man. Hey, my pleasure. This, uh, it's a great balance between what you got to do in your personal life and then what you got to do in your music life. So I can't wait to uh, have a drink with you and celebrate together when we get together, obviously, at Lucknow's Music in the Field. Well, don't forget, when you're singing We Were That Song at Lucknow's, you sing We Were That Song and I'll have a drink of whiskey for you, all right? You know what? I promise you. It's kind of like a drinking game. Every time I say Weaver, Weaver, <laughs> that song, just tip it back. I might not make it to the end of the song, but we'll be, we'll, it'll be a good night. <laughs>